Hello and welcome to the I Trust Claire podcast. I'm Claire Braddock and you're listening to Transpersonal Insights. On this series, listeners send in their questions to trustclaire at gmail.com for upcoming episodes. All right, this is going to be a really fun broadcast here. You're listening to Transpersonal Insights. And uh, before we get started, I wanted to give everyone the definition of a few words. Uh, First of all, Transpersonal Therapist is my title. And that's just a fancy title for... uh, psychic, I guess is another way to put it. However, if you go into the definition of the word transpersonal, then you would notice that the work I do is well beyond, above, and it goes way beyond being just a psychic. Okay. We all have intuition. We all get that, that gut feeling and everything. But not everyone does transpersonal work. There's trans, what I said before, I'm transpersonal therapist. And transpersonal, let's talk about that word and give you the definition. The definition of transpersonal is defined as dealing with states or areas of consciousness beyond the limits of personal identity. Okay? Transpersonal insights are a type of multi-dimensional readings that focus on the health of a person's spirit. And this type of reading puts an emphasis on a person's spiritual path or spiritual enlightenment during their life. Okay? So most of my work, like I said, is not your typical psychic reading. You know, anybody can pretty much give a person a psychic reading. Um, the, the word transpersonal really defines, at least for me, the type of work, multi-dimensional readings, that it goes beyond what is commonly referred to as the paid and laid client. Okay. And this podcast today I am so excited about because with Transpersonal Insights, this podcast uh, specific uh, uh, episodes, the Transpersonal Insights is where I open it up to anyone and everyone who has questions. They want to email me at trustclaire at gmail.com and have questions answered for free. So the word epitome A person or thing that is a perfect example of a particular quality or type. And as I said before, there, the, it's, I'm just throwing out numbers here of 98%. 98% of a psychic reader's clientele is going to be what the psychic readers in the psychic reading community refer to as a paid and laid client. Okay, they want to know when they're going to get paid and they want to know when they're going to get laid. So today's questions all come 
there's actually uh, 13 of them. I counted 13 specific questions that are all paid and laid questions. So today, we're not going to do much of anything that's transpersonal, focusing on a person's spirit and uh, evolution of their soul's progress during this lifetime. We're going to get down to the... Well, we're not getting down to anything, actually. And if we're getting down to anything, it's probably going to be on someone's knees, right? (laughs) So I'm using a deck of cards today. I have so many different tarot decks. And this tarot deck that we're going to be shuffling from and doing a uh, basic general reading to begin with is called the Tarot Sutra, an intimate guide to exploring sex through the tarot. So... Before I read off the 13 different questions, we're going to shuffle these cards and not go very transpersonal at all and do a general reading. And I'll probably, because I don't have uh, the definitions for the Tarot Sutra deck memorized, Like I said, my work is transpersonal psychic work. So transpersonal being, uh, it comes directly from spirit as well, to look at your spirit. And using the Tarot Sutra deck, pretty uh, basic general information, but I'm going to read it from the book. Because I know when I use Tarot cards, it's my tool that subconsciously allows my mind to be open to receiving messages above and beyond transpersonal information from spirit. But reading from a, uh, a deck of cards that is specific for sexual intimacy and sex questions, I'm just going to read from the, the book because I don't know these. I mean, I could read this deck for transpersonal information, but we're not looking at transpersonal information this go-round for the podcast questions. So, All right, so done shuffling, and the bottom card is the sun card, and the cards have at the bottom... Uh, mini definitions. So I'm going to read the bottom influence card, which says it's the sun card. And it says a splendid radiance. You were born to delight in physical pleasures and earthly amusements. Ooh, that sounds good. All right. Cut the deck into three piles, pick them back up and I'm going to do the same spread I usually do. So the first two cards, which is the energy around you, supporting you, you've got two of cups and six of cups. The two of cups says an unexpected proposal. And then the six of cups, reflections on love past. Okay, so looking up the first card, we got two cup cards. That's that's cool. All right, so the two of cups, an unexpected proposal. The two of cups 
is about long soul kissing, soft touches, and the exchange of gifts, material and emotional. Take your partner to a restaurant, party, or club and pretend you are meeting for the first time. When you agree to consummate the date, raise your hopes as a much anticipated evening of erotic trades begins to unfold. Exchange ideas for an elaborate rescue fantasy. Carrying out it out to the most sensual detail will serve a great serve as great foreplay. Before orgasm, make a promise you intend to keep. Be open, vulnerable, and available in order to participate fully in this profound emotional experience. Be willing to service your partner before taking your own satisfaction. Talk about when you first knew you wanted each other. When, uh, I don't, uh, well, I, when you're done orgasm, basically it's what it said, nestle together like spoons. Now the challenges, this book also gives challenges. Challenges to avoid letting your mother live through your relationship. And that's all the two of cups. Okay, let's go to the six of cups. Six of Cups, Reflections on Love Past. The Six of Cups is a visit with sensual times gone by. Remember your favorite sexual experience? This card suggests that you can make it happen again. Perhaps you want to reenact your first date or how you met. Take time to reflect on how it felt and plan to experience things for the second time. Letting go of past hurts and overcoming old obstacles. Go ahead. Be children again and talk baby talk. Get nostalgic. You might spend a day searching for an old out-of-print book on sexual pleasures and then acting them out. Would you like to know who you were in a past life? Who your greatest love was back then? Book a regression session and relive the sensual joys of yesteryear. Or spend a quiet day reminiscing with your lover about your first sexual stirrings and reinventing the ecstasy. Challenge, nostalgia, and a refusal to grow up can tie you to the past. All right, next card. The next card position is emotional. Your, your, uh, what's going on emotionally for you? Oh, you got the king of swords. <clears throat> king of swords, guardian of angels. So let's look up that definition. King of Swords. Here we are. All right, Guardian of Angels. And this is emotionally what's going on. It could so the archetype of the King of Swords requires balance, harmony, and organization. You can wear some sort of military outfit as a means of visual foreplay. There is a fine line between order and regimentation. Act as commanding officer and bark orders to your subordinate. Any mutiny should be met with stripping the other of rank. Sentence or promote the deserving troop member to top, bottom, lap, or standing positions. At some point during the lovemaking, use a divisionary tactic and begin again. Can you figure out who's got the power? conquer and be conquered. This archetype is a romantic but likes S&M bondage and an afternoon romp. He could show up every day unannounced, give lots of praise, and an occasional salute wouldn't hurt. 
challenge to meet your partner's request for variety and don't be so critical. All right, past or soon to be past. Ooh, six of wands. Six of wands is always a good card. Um, a chivalrous victory. Okay, six of wands. And this is the past or soon to be past position. It's time to celebrate and party into the night. The six of wands is about exotic, no, erotic. Ooh, so much better, not just exotic, erotic. The six of wands is about erotic pleasure, well executed and well delivered. And tonight, it's your turn. If you attend a gathering, you will certainly be the center of attention and the object of desire. But don't stay too late. There's more fun to be had in bed. Rub each other with fragrant oils and relax naked on faux fur. You revel in the conquering, so make love with passion and get physic and great physicality. This card likes energy as well, so work out, walk, hike, or bike, or climb. Just get physical together. Recall the Roman gladiators and attend an intense sports event. Perhaps have a sexual decathlon while awarding unique and serious sexual prizes. You might want to let your partner know that the smile will need time to leave your face. Take a how and share the wealth. Challenge, don't refuse to share the spotlight. All right, now we lay down the mental card, the position of what's going on mentally, and it's the chariot, the power of restraint. Give and you will receive. All right. Look up the chariot. That is card number seven. And this is the first major card in the um, reading in the spread. So this has a lot of words to read in this book. We got sexual, sensual, sensual suggestions. We've got, let's see aphrodisiacs music to make love by theme by chariots of fire okay so i'm gonna read this you are about to face your fears and open yourself to the presence of male energy and force although there is gentle gentility to this experience it is a time of action and power this is a long vigorous enduring sexual stamina the chariot indicates that within your shadow rests the fear that your primal urges will burst forth and destroy the very thing you love and the consequences will be dire relax and discuss the emotional fire these impulses arouse in you they can be transformed into acceptable feelings of passion and desire your sometimes gruff or assertive nature is generally hidden behind good taste um hold on Making sure I'm still on track. Okay. Uh, now I lost my place. Verbal. Your, your sometimes gruff or assertive nature is generally hidden behind good taste, verbal agility, and public decorum. Still, you have a tendency to give in to your primal energies and leap before you look. Work on your need to flee the scene of the crime. After you are satisfied, stick around a while. You can be a repeat performer. While you crave harmony, you also have a, a penchant for risk and danger. You must not deny the warrior in you, so choose a partner who is sensual and giving. 
one who can match you toe-to-toe, pleasure for pleasure. It is best if you practice holding back on the point of orgasm to prolong the sexual time together. You are vital, prepared to develop a stronger countenance, and willing to take your partner if the moment calls for it. Do you have a love for speed, auto racing, horse tracks, jet fighters? Can you think of or imagine ways to move these enjoyments into the love nest? Some might say that on occasion you are selfish in the bedroom. You need to work hard at understanding the wishes of your partner. Listen carefully for they will guide you in the right direction. Your chariot rides towards maturity. This means making wise choices based not only on the urges of the moment, but on responsible thought. Be aware and patient enough to watch your lover's response. It will encourage you to continue to give the pleasure you once thought you came here only to receive. So your sexual suggestions make love on the divan? Divan? I don't know that word, D-I-V-A-N. Pull the car over to the side of the road and enjoy each other. Stock up on some sex toys, velvet-lined handcuffs, silk blindfolds. Have sex in every room, once in daylight and once at twilight. Make a sex date, meet at home, on your lunch hour, or at a hotel. Tie up your lover lover, and make them watch you pleasure yourself. Build anticipation. Slow down to one-fourth of your normal speed during lovemaking. Have sex in a public place, but don't get caught. Woo! We got good stuff going on. All right, now we got the immediate future. And that card is the three of cups. You got so many cups in this reading. All right. Cups are all about emotions. Three of Cups. The Three of Cups, and it says a joyous uh, revelry. The Three of Cups is a time of celebration, a time for the renewal of vows and a pageant of surprise. Perhaps you could throw a party where you and your partner are the only guests. But first, get some input from your closest friends and what they consider their most erotic experience. Agree to a specific time, arrive before your companion, and set the mood. Use lace for the table setting and candles for soft lighting. Greet them in something sheer, then slip into some slow dancing. Be sure their favorite elixir is on hand. Remember to utilize the element of surprise. For example, blindfold your partner and feed them something creamy. Or perhaps give them a well, I can't say that Japanese word, but a foot massage or a deep sensual muscle rub. In the shower, make love tender with measured lathering. Then when your passion has been satisfied, return to bed and cuddle. The challenge, to not feel like you're single when you are actually involved. It's good stuff. All right, a few more cards. So the next card, which is more distant past, I'm just going to put all of them down. Distant past, and then we've got present to uh, future. And we've got, so then the Wheel of Fortune, the World, the Emperor, Seven of Wands, Queen of Pentacles, Knight of Pentacles. Because see, usually I throw down until I get to a, wow, you got movement, movement, movement. King, oh, you got too much going on. Ten of Cups. I've always, and this may never end, holy crap, we're going off the reading board. So, the way I 
read to grow cards is hereditary seventh generation Scottish psychic witch so my hereditary family tradition is you throw down cards till you land on a major arcana or an ace and usually that's pretty quickly but you ended one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen cards later and and I think we've got damn near every king in the tarot deck we got the king of swords already went through we've got king of wands king of cups the only card we don't have in here is the king of pentacles actually but we got um the Knight of Pentacles, which is another man. Page of Wands. King of Wands, five of Wands. We got a lot of Wands then coming up. Knight of Pentacles, I said. Okay, so I don't know that we're going to have time on this podcast, which usually we're already at 20 minutes just on the um, Tarot Sutra reading. To read every single card, but I'm gonna go through the Wheel of Fortune, the World, the Emperor, and then I'm actually the everything after that. We've got Seven of Wands, Queen of Pentacles, Knight of Pentacles, Four of Swords, Five of Wands, Eight of Wands, Seven of Cups, King of Wands, Ten of Cups, Page of Wands, King of Cups, Ten of Pentacles, Four of Cups, Six of Pentacles, and then it ends on the Empress. So I'm just gonna hit the main points, and then we're gonna. See if I can't uh, then move into the 13 specific questions that came through. Okay, the Wheel of Fortune. And this is more of a distant thing, but apply it where it needs to be applied because I'm sure it's got good information. Destiny unfolding. When you look into the eyes of your lover, you may have a sense that destiny is playing a major part in your sexual relationship. If the Wheel of Fortune is your personal card, which in this case it is not, but your profound physical attraction to the partner seems faded, as if you were involved with each other in a previous life and have now come together for reasons far more important than more physical than mere physical pleasure. This is the internal program, your inner script, and it is simply unfolding. Those who belong to the Wheel of Fortune have a deep understanding of the process of cycles. Good times follow bad, and fortune follows loss. In relationships, there are moments of passion and moments of reflection. For everything, there is a season. Each aspect of the experience is part of a greater process, leading you to an already determined outcome. You are able to use your natural affinity for timing and conduct your lovemaking like a grand symphony. Start anywhere on your lover's body and taste the sweetness of their skin. Listen as their breathing quickens and relax as you caress different parts of their body. Each touch, lick, or stroke must be carried out to its sensual conclusion. Make no sudden stops. Follow the intense moments of physical passion. Let there be quiet interludes. Use them to unwind and hold each other and relax. Scents and sounds are heightens. So keep fragrant flowers bedside, beside the bed, or light some exotic incense. Hang wind chimes outside the window or simply lie naked and listen to your partner's dreams. Use time wisely 
and let things take a natural course toward powerful and generous gratification. Plan on spending an era or two with your lover as this energy is not at home as a one-time experience. You will gain a deep understanding of the cycles and various forms of intensity. When you can, go back to the emotional place where you first fell in love. Then experience the passion all over again. Let yourself reach a state of euphoria using the promise of a love renewed. Then slowly inhale and deliver. Uh, Sexual suggestions. Tie up your partner, then administer pleasure. Trade off who gets to be on top as well as other positions over the course of a weekend. Trade desires. Join the Mile High Club by making love on an airplane. Find an interesting way to use string of pearls in foreplay. Engage in simultaneous oral sex. Slip under any table and let your tongue do the talking. Okay, then the world card. A waltz of heart and mind. Can two hearts beat as one? The world. Okay. When you decide to take on the contents of this card, the motivation is absolute union. You are now mature and no longer a bystander in your own pleasure. Your desire is to become one and yet to remain as a companion. You spend much time pursuing the perfect union with another person, searching for wholeness and completion in relationships. But in the end, is it really your own mind and heart that pulse in perfect harmony? Your experience, or you experience divine androgyny in the world. Gender comes second. The goal is to become the other. You swirl, spin, and trade worlds with your lover, all in order to understand their essence. Sometimes this card can mean the emergence of homosexuality and bisexuality. Your lovemaking is both physically passionate and spiritually satisfying. When making love, look in your lover's eyes and see yourself reflected. Feel their heart beat next to yours. Take their hand in yours. Listen to their breathing. Try to forget that you were ever separate beings. When you come to the point of orgasm, yield to the moment and allow yourself to merge with the other completely. Later, when you're apart, detail your delights in your journal and leave it somewhere your lover can find it. Or write a letter to your lover and describe in explicit detail how the encounter made you feel. Your time alone is not wasted either. You are fully capable of self-gratification and have been known to participate in a menage a moi from time to time. The world brings us to the desired outcome of the sexual experience. In the circle of the world, you get a deep sense of completion. The journey is done and the lessons are learned. All your efforts, trials, disappointments, and achievements have brought you to this point. With this culmination, we realize no experience can match the tremendous surge that comes from having reached the mountain's summit. Sexual suggestions. Before sex, turn on some slow music and dance with your partner. Tie your lover to a chair and bring to climax with your mouth or hands. Watch your partner pleasure him or herself. Go out dancing and do a slow, deliberate, dirty tango. Use scarves, binding or bind partner and have your way. Use play biting, nipping, and foreplay. Shave your body or your partner's genital area and be creative. Role play. Take on your partner's persona in the bedroom. Use vibrators, toys, and baby oil. All right. Woo! 
getting details, details. Woo! The emperor swept away by Zeus. There is nothing you imagine that you cannot make real. Emperor. There is nothing you imagine that you cannot make real. You've selected your mate and the court the courting begins. You stare down the opposition. Whatever it takes, you want what you want and won't take no for an answer. When you are on the hunt, you have no intention of failing to bag your trophy. Musk fills the air and the gloves are off. Eventually, you wear down the object of your affection by sheer determination. Your prey has been targeted and ultimately surrenders. Thus is the mating ritual of the emperor. If this is your personal card, which it is not, I don't do personal cards, period. But if this is your personal card, or if maybe you feel that it represents you or the other person, you have pure animal magnetism and high passion. The emperor in you enjoys power plays and wants to conquer. You like any sexual position that dominates and controls. You like it on top against a wall or on the back seat of a car. You have a fantasy of standing over your lover, slowly sinking to your knees and taking your pleasure. Sometimes this card indicates sports idols and their sexual groupies. This is love in the executive lounge, on your lap, at the conference table. This is love with high-powered partners, lovers in position of authority who wield great effect. Not known for being a great communicator in bed, you let your body do the talking, and you never promise what you cannot deliver. No one will accuse you of being a gentle lover. In fact, you lean towards aggression. The thought of satisfying your partner is a total turn-on for you. If the lovemaking does not complete, it is simply because you have lost interest. But there is a rare and an unusual occurrence. Most often, your partner is pleased by your skill and stamina and will remember for a long time afterward the good time had by all. Sexual Suggestions Meet at your office after hours and make love on your desk or in the boardroom. Take your lover out to dinner, slip off your shoes, and use your feet to pleasure them under the table. Play slave and master games. Try domination. Make love in the dressing room as you shop for expensive clothes. Wear leather and shop for a penthouse. Ask the realtor to step out while you discuss it and christen a room. Tie up and pleasure your lover until they beg for mercy. Find a way to bring each other to orgasm without bodily contact. Use props to stimulate your lover's erogenous zones. For example, feathers, ice cubes, and then make love in complete silence. All right, now we're going to skip all those other cards because it's all just, we got um, seven of wands, queen of pentacles, nine of pentacles, four of swords, all these other cards that are just, I mean, I'll tell you before I read the final outcome, which is the Empress card I'm bringing back onto the table. Seven of Wands, frustration, not getting your way with the Queen of Pentacles because you're uh, down to earth and like things your way, kind of a little bit of OCD. But you want to, then we, we're going into some of the questions that have been sent in. Knight of Pentacles, uh, news of large amount of money coming in, but then you're going into the Four of Swords, which is a forced respite, respite for healing. Five of Wands being uh, conflict, slander, uh, 
slander, gossip, jealousy. Eight of Wands, love is on the way. Seven of Cups, confusion, because you got lots of men after you. Seven of Cups is followed directly by the King of Wands. King of Wands is another man. So you, Seven of Cups is confusion, not being able to make a decision because you got more than one man on the mind. King of Wands being one of them. And then we got Ten of Cups. Uh, family issues are at hand, which means King of, w- King of, of Wands could very well be the ex, um, an ex, a, a child's father. Then we got Page of Wands, King of Cups, another man, Ten of Cups. Uh, This obviously, just specifically the Page of Wands is good news that comes at a critical time about the King of Cups, which is the man that you want to Ten of Cups live with, or Ten of Pentacles. I know, this is Page of Wands. Good news at a critical time. King of Cups. The good news at a critical time comes from the King of Cups, and it revolves around the Ten of Pentacles, which is your house. So you'll hear from the King of Cups about whether or not to live together. All right, Four of Cups, disappointment. I'm guessing that good news is um, shadowed by the Four of Cups, disappointment. It's not really which one. Six of Pentacles, well, it'd work out financially, live together. But, you know, if you want a roommate, roommates are great. Okay, we're ending on the Empress for this sex reading. Paid and laid. Here it comes. When will I get paid and when will I get laid? But this is just the laid reading. Come on. Where's the empress? There. Oh, emperor. Empress. The guardian of opulence. A walk in the garden of the empress awakens your sleeping senses. And your companion's scent heightens the sensuality. The feel of satin sheets against your body revives desire, while the sound of soft music lulls you into revere. The beauty of the one you love is beyond vocal description, with soft lips, slow hands, and an easy touch. You are creative and pleasing. If this is your personal card, you dwell in abundance, and what you want you may have tenfold. Lie back and relax. Write earthy volumes to your lover. Please indulge in bubble and milk baths. Treat yourself to a skin peel. Ride bareback through the park. Steal away on long, long weekends for a lusty marathon as sexual encounters. You were not meant for deprivation, for your inner archetype is that of Demeter, the Earth Mother. Falling in love with you is like the promise of spring. Your intimate relationships blossom and grow like a long, sultry summer. You share your autumn abundance with your lover in a harvest of sexual pleasures. But should your lover leave, winter descends upon your soul, and you may get depressed like the abandoned goddess. The sense of loss can lead you to succumb to indulgence. Food is used to numb and repress unpleasant feelings. So you live the metaphor of feeding your ego, palate, and wardrobe. Exercise and visit with loving friends to ease the pain. Keep your body in shape, healthy, and receptive. Sometimes this symbol of the empress can denote long with a long, with a large-sized partner. Oh boy, I read that wrong. Let's reread that one again. 
Sometimes the symbol of the empress can denote love with a large size partner. The challenge to avoid cozy ruts and lack of motivation. You can have a tendency to become quite content and lose your creative edge. Pamper yourself and enhance your own natural beauty. You love comfort and extravagance makes you purr. Wear velvets, silk, and fill your home with flowers and dab perfume on your secret pulse points. Notice that as you move slowly through the list of your partner's desires, your great sexual generosity can induce dependency. So be gracious. Step aside and let your lover lead the way. You'll be ever so satisfied. And the sexual suggestions. Cook dinner together naked. Feed each other. Celebrate your body by doing slow strip tease for your partner. When you're sexually excited, really express yourself. Make love in a garden at night. Fill your home with scented candles. Take a lavender bath together. At the point of orgasm, stop and delay the gratification. Dress for success. Begin with a silk negligee for her, satin boxers for him. Make a wish list your partner must honor, then return the favor. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That all comes from the Tarot Sutra. An intimate guide to exploring through the tarot. I don't think I've used these cards for anyone's reading in, well, obviously a long time. Get those shuffled up. All right, we're going to put this on pause and come right back. So don't go anywhere. Okay, now two questions. Uh, same person with questions. Uh, I'm going to read the email in full and then read individually all 13 questions. And usually, yeah, I use cards, but uh, we already did a specific card reading. And I'm going to just go directly to source and get the specific answers that come through immediately in the moment. Um, as well as that, I want you to know that some questions going through here, spirit keeps, uh, it's, it, uh, my spirit team, your spirit team guides, you know, the teams we work with on the other side for retrieving, receiving information. Uh, some of these questions cannot be answered just so you know, and I will hopefully go into a little bit of detail as to why. So here's the email. Claire, you've always been right on point with me. So here are my questions for you. Number one, first of all, I've always been in love with a man. We're going to just call him L. Um, first of all, I've been, I've always been in love with a man named L. We lived together on and off for years. We do argue and I haven't seen him in about three years, but talk on the phone. We had two dates planned, but I canceled both around the 4th of July week. He doesn't want what I want. And that is to be a committed couple again and living together again. He said he doesn't want to talk to me again because I canceled two of our dates. I told him it was because of R. I'm not going to name names out loud. I told him it was because of R, who L knows about. However, L is the man I love. He went from the man of my dreams to a grouchy 67-year-old man. 
Also, my sister swears he is gay. My question is, and I don't think he would act on it, but is he on the feminine side and has he ever been with a man? I blocked him on the phone because he said he doesn't want to talk to me anymore because I canceled our two dates. So I figured I would give him a taste of his own medicine and canceled him on the phone. He is not on Facebook, so I couldn't cancel him there. My question is, has he tried calling me because I told him I was going to block him? And if he got a recording, he was blocked. Question mark. If so, did it hurt him? Most of all, does he still love me? And when will I hear from him again? I'm not ready to unblock him on my phone. Number two, I have heard from a man I had sex with once and we spoke on the phone tonight. We've been attracted to him. I think she meant to say I've been attracted to him, but... Um, but he is girl crazy. Will we have sex and will it go any further? His name is B. Will he be turned off by the weight I gained since I last saw him about eight years ago? Number three, last one. You told me about a malpractice suit because of gone wrong back surgery. I gave all my medical records to the attorney. Do you still see me winning? What is the amount of money I'll get excluding attorney fees? And how long will it take to retrieve the money? Thank you. Okay. Question number one, is he on the feminine side? Uh, No more than any other man. In general, we all have a male and female side, and he does tend to tap into his feminine side that does not have anything to do with being homosexual or not. Has he ever been with a man? No. Has he tried calling me? No. Did he get a recording that he was blocked? That answer, uh, question four, did he get a recording that he was blocked? No, because question number three has he tried calling me was no so having not tried calling you he doesn't he didn't receive any recording he doesn't even know that he's blocked which goes into question number five did it hurt him no because he doesn't know that he he hasn't you you said um i'm going to block you but he there's no emotion there it's it's what it's it is what it is he's still hurt over the canceling the dates on him so blocking him he he don't give a shit Does he still love you? Yes. When will I hear from him again? And Spirit specifically says you're not going to hear from him again until you unblock your phone to begin with. So there's that answer. Now, and that was all revolving around L. Now we're moving into B. Will we have sex? And that answer comes through as that's determined by you. So if you want to, then you're going to. If you don't want to, you're not going to. And so when Spirit gives me this answer, Spirit is saying, um, how can you for because spirit keeps showing me why are you asking Claire when you already have the answer? You're in control of that question. You're in control of that answer. You are the dominant um, sexual prowess person. So if you want to, you do. So why are you asking me? So if you want to, yes. If you don't, no. So will you have sex with him? That's a question to ask yourself if you want to or not. Will it go any further? And I'm assuming this question means uh, relationship-wise, not just sexually. So will it go any further? Um, The way it keeps coming through is... I keep being, it comes to a short term, short term, short term. Uh, it can, it, it, it's all revolving around where you're at and what you're wanting right now. So will it go further? Right now it's short term. Question number 10, will he be turned off by the weight I gained since I last saw him? That's a direct specific no, absolutely no. Ridiculously 
specifically no um, and then questions 11 12 and 13 do you still see me winning yes that's still a yes what is the amount of money I will get I don't do uh, answers like that because first of all back to when I originally read on this which was not too long ago maybe a week to two weeks ago if even that long ago I know it was just recently so um, what is the amount of money I get the same answer this is a long process any lawsuit malpractice any of that drags on it's just the process it is an extremely tedious long process what I'm being shown it's almost as difficult as filing for a disability case where you have to go through social security so the you know all that and it is a long process and you get denied uh, using this as an example with disability repeatedly over and over and over and over and you have to appeal 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 until they finally oh well okay yeah I guess you do qualify and it's like well yeah I'm practically a vegetable in vegetable state and you're saying now I finally qualify and I'm not this is not specific to you I'm using disability as an example when people file for disability income it the filing a malpractice lawsuit is not a I'm gonna file my it's not even close to like filing your taxes you can file your taxes and you get a refund <laughs> pretty damn quick lawsuits no not so much so uh, specific amount of money that's not even in the proximity for me to even psychically reach towards for any specific amount and for the most part I don't do specific amounts I can get general you know but there's so many factors that um, that's that transpersonal therapist I go deeper looking at spirit not mundane paid and laid shit so how long will it take to retrieve the money well that you know I kind of covered before minus attorney fees I'm not even being shown and this is how spirit spirit teams work for me where you know there's so many possibilities out in the future further down the time space dimension reality of 3d um, that for the majority of my readings I don't go further out than three months and even going out three months the the potential and possibility of everything I say changing due to free will and the the every possible potential that can come through based on our own choices i'm i remember just a brief story here way 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 back when when i was living in fort collins and i was i was in my mid 20s maybe and I got a reading from a, a witch in town and it was general I didn't ask a question and she says and I was in a relationship and she says I the cards are saying that you're gonna your this relationship is good but it's gonna go kind of like in a backwards way that you aren't particularly wanting you're gonna get pregnant and then the two of you are gonna get married and blah 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 did that reading come to pass fuck no why because I took that reading forewarned is a good reading and I, I after that reading I went directly out and put myself on birth control so is she an inaccurate psychic reader no I took the reading I know that potential was there I know that's where the direction of the energy was headed for the rest of my life and what did I decide to do with that reading take 
control and take my life into control based on my own soul purpose. And I did not want to have another unwanted pregnancy and I did not want to have another unwanted marriage to this man. Was the sex good? Yeah. Take control of your own life and the readings. Take control of readings. If you don't like the reading, change it. Okay, so uh, that, that should answer all 13 questions, if I'm not mistaken, after my brief. The, uh, the irony thing, uh, section two of the 13 questions, so the first seven questions revolved around L, the second section all revolved around B. And the, uh, the funny thing about that is my story I just gave you, that man's name was uh, the same as your B. So that's funny, but okay. So there's all that. And I, that gives you more information as well on, um, how I work as a transpersonal therapist. Um, the, the 20 years past of my life working the hotlines and, uh, 98% of clients being what the psychic community refers to as paid and laid. This is an exact, uh, excellent epitome example of paid and laid. We've got 13 questions, um, we should say it laid and paid because the first 10 were laid and the last three were paid. So, um, yeah. Anybody else want a tarot sutra reading? You connect with me. I'm good at reading out of a book. And that concludes today's paid and laid psychic readings. So a little bit more detail in regards to the first root chakra. Our root chakra is all about survival, living in this three-dimensional reality, okay? Our survival instincts in this time, current 2019, in this current time we're we're about sexuality reproduction and uh, obviously finances so a lot of paid and laid caller clients callers paid and laid questions um when they come through not psychically but when they come through by uh other people being asked to uh be answered there's normally a issue connected to the root chakra. Okay. It's the first chakra between our legs right there in that area, that sexual area, the color, the dominant color is red. It's typically seen as red, but there's um, so many other colors in all of the chakras, but the root chakra for those paid and laid questions, it's, they revolve around issues with the root chakra. Okay, very, um, it's all, it's very necessary for, we're born, we're created to be sexual beings. And in our reality right now, we need, we operate on money, on finances, you know? And so when our priorities are paid and laid, money and sex. And I'm not saying, um, (laughs) 
uh, getting paid for sex. I'm just using those two words, the, the money and sexuality, finances and sexuality. Those two things and words are connected with our root chakra. So just like a car running on cylinders, when some it's our chakra system is similar to a cylinder system in a car. And when you are running too much root chakra energy and you become obsessed with it, we get off balance. Okay. We need our entire chakra system system working, um, flowing, working in balance and harmony and over working and overcompensating other chakras because, uh, other chakras then are no longer in effect or working or blocked or shut down, then it causes the other chakras to work, compensate, to overcompensate and work for the ones that are down and blocked. And I want to make it clear that specifically in this circumstance, we've worked together on your balance that you physically in this reality, I guess, you've had the back surgery and are now pursuing a, uh, a legal process with it. And that's great and all, because there are certain things in this lifetime that we have opportunities to pursue and be compensated for the downfall in this. And I'm not saying drop the lawsuit, not, not at all. Cause I keep getting the same information that you will be successful. It's going to be a long drawn out process, but you will be successful. The issue The health issue at hand is that you are operating your life out of the root chakra and your other chakras are, are, um, they're, they're hurting, they're, 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 um, suffering. That's the word The the other chakra is not being in use simultaneously because of the running of the soul running of the root chakra and, living at that level of that surface level of everything physical, just the physical reality is creating a suffrage for the other chakras. And so, um, in past readings and healings that we've done together, and I say together because I, when I do my medical intuitive readings and the healings, the medical intuitive healings, Uh, I ask permission, I bring you forward on my screen and this is all happening in in a different reality and dimension, like literally. So uh, we are working together. I'm working with your soul. I'm working with your spirit. And there is only so much I can do when more of the, the process has to take place from the other person. So let me get a clarity here on my thoughts and what I'm trying to, to, um, relate to you from spirit is that in the past, yes, we've worked together on the healing aspect. And, and, and I know in one of the first readings I, uh, had done for you is I saw the leaning, the, your balance, your, you've questioned, you know, when am I going to re- regain my balance? And it's not a vertigo that you experience. You're just, you don't have good balance. And I'm, being told by spirit, the reason for this is your priorities. Your balance is off. Yes, partially due to surgery you've had in the past, but primarily, and the reason this took place on a physical level 
with your balance and your back and whatnot is due to the living life basically solely, significantly solely through your root chakra. It's it, that's the it's it's like all the other shock not all of them but the other chakras have suffered and it's causing the root chakra that's what you're running off of that's what you're living off of and that is what is causing you to be off balance and if you are desiring to regain your balance focus needs to come off the root chakra and focused on the other chakras that have suffered in the meantime. Okay. So bring your focus away from the paid and laid questions, the root chakra. It's, it's fine. There's no, it's so fine that it is, it's running full force a hundred percent of the time. And the, the purpose of, um, the planetary as a whole The purpose of life right now is to live from the heart chakra and putting stuff at, at a, a higher, higher perspective and higher purpose that things are not the three dimensional. It's not all three dimensional and the root chakra is connected more so to the 3D get up, go to work, go to bed and maybe have sex in between. But so I want to put it out there that, um, again, the work you need to be doing and the, where you need to put your heart and mind to regain balance, literal physical balance and healing, because nothing else, I mean, you're not going to get a car and be able to drive if your balance is off it's something that you do want to make a priority, but it's not coming through as the priority right now. And I know it can be difficult, but your focus needs to come off of your root chakra and start focusing on the other chakras so that you can gain that balance back in a physical reality.